Matthew's chapter 11. This is a, a book that we don't very often back to. So we're going to be reading, as you see it there on the screen, verse 9 through chapter uh, 12, verse 7. <clears throat> this is a song, or the King Solomon is writing these words. Words of wisdom that not only the young need to hear, I will be addressing the youth today, all of us. Ecclesiastes 11, beginning to read verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. And then my text is verse 1. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come and the years draw nigh when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light the moon and the stars are not darkened. The clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the windows grow dim, when the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of music are brought low. Also, they are afraid of height and the terrors in the, in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosened, or the golden bow is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain. For the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. The Lord bless this reading to our hearing. As I said, I'm going to be speaking most to the youth today, but as I read this scripture, I think as one gets a little older, you begin to understand those words there, don't you? remember when I started pastoring at 42, I was 39, I felt a lot of youth and bigger than it. But I stand before you today, I sense that I don't quite have the oomph. And what oomph is, I don't quite have what I used to have, but then I have to realize I'm getting older. I've ministered to a lot of people. I've seen people begin to age. A lot of times people say, how did we get here so fast? And I'm sure as you get older, you'll come to the point where you may say that. But with these words that we just read, the wisest man that ever lived invites youth or young people to think about God and their creator. Now I sort of teasingly hinted, it'd be nice to have young people sitting up front and I see three are here. But notice that this writer is insisting that the time to remember your Creator is now. Don't put it off. 
Moses also saw the wisdom of knowing God in beautiful days when he prayed out there in Psalm 90, verse 14. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Now, people, if you desire hope for the future, it's vital to make God a part of your life now. I want to suggest this morning three questions that you should be asking and we should all be asking. What shall I think of my Creator? Why can I think of my Creator? And when can I think of my Creator? The key verse is remember. Remember. It carries the idea of thinking or, or meditating. As you get older, you have to remember, you have to say things more than once. You have to write it down and remember where you put the paper. So look for it to stick. But for youth to learn about God, their creator, they must examine the measure of his likeness in their lives. I believe the Bible encourages this when we read there out of Genesis 1 verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created them. It takes on three forms. First we think about the spirit of man. Verse 11 says he's made everything beautiful in his time. He's put eternity in their hearts. This is that inner awareness that we have that there is a God, and that inner consciousness in our spirit that there's a God who's real. Aren't you thankful today he's not just some awesome being way out there, but through Jesus he wants to live within our very hearts. A real, personal Savior. Someone has called it the vast capacity for God, or the vast Emptiness without him. You want to know? As we read God's word, as we read God's word and meditate and pray, we discover that yes, our Creator God is also Spirit. We see this in, in John four verse twenty four. God is Spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. Trust me, that. You know that no matter where you find mankind, the world over, they're religious. Whether they know about Jesus or, or have ever seen a Bible, they're still religious. They're worshiping something. Because God has created in every one of us that void that He wants to fill. A French philosopher. Pascal noted, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing. Only by God the Creator may know through Jesus Christ. God, Jehovah, desires that we worship Him and worship Him in spirit and truth. Secondly, there's the soul of man. Our spirit will someday return to the God who made it. Genesis 2, 7 said, The Lord God formed man and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That gives us 
all the capacity to, to love, to think, to act. All knowing mind, all loving heart, and an all powerful will. So there's an intelligent understanding of God, who He is, through His Word, through the knowledge that we get here of good versus evil. And when we realize our need for a Savior, we have the choice, then, don't we? The choice to confess our sins and receive salvation and new faith in God, our Savior. And God certainly rewards all of us who diligently seek Him. Thirdly, there's the mind. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God designed us in such a way that it's through our, our body, our vehicle in which our personality is expressed. If I was to go down the roads, every one of us have a personality. And many are quite different, right? So it makes it interesting as we interact one with another. The personalities God has given us. We have that capacity to love one another, to share together. John said it so beautifully there in uh, John 1 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is one of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <coughs> And then verse 18, no one has seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. I like that how the English Standard Version puts it there. And this is why Jesus replied, or yes, replied to Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And so, what shall I think of my creator? We know that Creator is both spiritual and a personal God. You see that as the prophets of old penned the words that we have in the scriptures before us. And now in these last days, the Bible says, God has spoken to us through his Son, Jesus. So next let's consider then why shall I think of my Creator? Now when we're asking the question why, we're thinking about different aspects of God's almighty. God's creative power. Saying that this morning, how great God is. You look upon the nature around you, you see that. Colossians 1:16 says, By him all things were created. Now that involves the certainly the universe around us, but also ourselves and everything within us. I have to think the psalmist must have been sitting outside one night just gazing into the heavens when he said, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his hand. Psalm 19, verse 1. And then perhaps he was holding a tiny baby in his arms, thinking about his own body, his own existence, when he penned the words, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. And so, friends, we need to open our eyes to what's around us. I, I hope that you just 
take the time to sit out at night and look at the stars. Think of the vast universe God has created. It's an aspect that many times people forget their existence and where they came from. Don't be tempted into thinking like our technological age that you're just a number among the millions of people. Every single one here can make your smile. You're an original. No one like you. You know, I was an identical twin. We looked a lot alike, and we were so different in many ways. Ask my wife. <laughs> but have you ever thanked God for who He made you to be? The unique person that you are. Always we now in worship. We need to thank God for His blessings in our lives. I believe that He has a special blueprint for each one of us, and when He created you, He threw the blueprint away. He make another one like you. You know, when you're in school, you learned about the snow, the snowflakes, that there's no two snowflakes alike. That's hard to imagine. Daniel, you're a deep thinker. You ever think about that? Every snowflake is different. That tells us the awesome God that we serve. Wow. That itself would be a, a real deep subject. We have our variations in personality and appearance. And then number two, God's redemptive power. Oh, praise the Lord. So thankful that he offers us redemption. 1 Peter 4.19 says, Therefore let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. What would happen if we had not the blessed forgiveness that Jesus offers? We all would have been consumed in our sin. Thank God for his forgiveness, his mercy, his protection. I like that verse there in Ephesians 1.17. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. A good spot for an amen. amen. <laughs> Number three, God's possessive power. Isaiah 43, 15 says, I am the Lord, the Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. He claims you. He created you. You're his. Body, soul, and spirit. You're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. He made this world, He made this universe, and you think about the earth going around the sun and moving through the universe. I mean, I don't know how many of you really get into that type of thinking, but it's just an awesome thought. Everything is working. Existing because of God, your Creator. And then lastly, when shall I think about my Creator? There's our text. Remember now your Creator. When? In the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come. The years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. 
you have youthful expressions. When a person is young, they have, they're full of ideas. That's good. It's good. And someone has said sometimes these impressions are the longest impressions. Now Jesus taught a lesson on humility. What did he use as an example? An old gray-headed person? No. He picked a child up and held a child in his life. And he said to them, unless you're converted and become as a little child or little children, you will by no means I love children. I love babies. Just to see the innocence on their faces. And I think that's what Jesus wants us to do. Come to it. We are what we are because of what Christ Jesus has done in our hearts. And then, thinking about that youthful innocence, Solomon says that before the difficult days come, you ever see children playing and they're just having a fun time? They don't have a word in the world. I remember one of our children as they were growing up, one day came to us and said, Mom, Dad, I don't want to grow up. I love it just the way it is right now. That youthful innocence was beginning to realize there was a life after that. But we know the Bible plainly tells us that all have been born in sin. But youth is, is a comparative time of innocence. It's a time to teach before the mind has been poisoned. It's a time to gain an ear that hasn't been deafened. It's a time before the heart has been hardened. It's a time before Satan has taken captive the thoughts of the imagination. Some of you here can remember the day that President John F. Kennedy was shot. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was sitting in that class. And when the news broke, students around me, I mean, we were all stunned. But I guess it was the girls that cried for this. We were weeping in class. For some, we never met. We loved our president. Surely most of us remember 9-11, where you were when the news broke to the planes that were going into the World Trade Center. We were shocked. I was out, I'm not quite sure how to lay and came home and just got out of the car and they came running and said, Come quick, come quick. Had the TV on and the news and we stood there stunned. What's happening? Is this World War III starting? No one knew. Today you hear of shootings in schools and communities almost on a daily basis. And are we really shook? Do we grieve and we pray for those individuals? Oh, may God help us not to become hardened to wickedness and evil. Young people, you need to thank God for His working and moving in your lives. Always stay tender before Him. Because the pattern set in you, through whether good or bad, becomes solidified as you get older. You know, I've often said it's much easier to share the gospel to a child or to a young person than it is an old person. And I may have shared this. I had a friend in our church, an older lady, who had a gentleman that 
stuff she wrote to and he was in his 90s and she was concerned because he never wanted to talk spiritual things. And so we went to visit. He was 95. Nice old dad. Nice chat. As soon as I tried to turn the conversation to the spiritual tenor and talk about Jesus, he always would change the subject. Something else was on his mind. We could never get him to think seriously. As I prayed the prayers, we laughed, certainly you can say a lot of the prayer, but a few weeks later, that gentleman went out into eternity. Not Jesus with the work of children. And those of you that minister to our children, our teens here every Sunday morning, you're molding a life. You're molding them when you're tender. Sharing with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Sharing with them the beautiful Bible story. Things that they'll never forget. That'll come back to them in later years. So may we not fail to pray and live out our testimony before all that we need. And then there are the youthful interests. Finally, the time to think of our Creator is going to youthful interests. Before the days draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Many, when they get older, lose the challenge of life. Of living, they give up. So now is the time to think of your Creator. Don't wait. Yes, think of your Creator in the days of the youthful impressions, youthful innocence, and youthful, youthful interests. Dr. Vance Hatcher often preached a message entitled, Have You Lost the Wonder? He takes it out of Matthew 3.18 that I already referred to. Unless you're converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So I ask you this morning, do you still have the wonder in life, or have you left the village? I love to see little children on Christmas morning. Uh, I can get just about excited to see them running and grabbing their gifts and, and yelling with delight and glee and opening it up and and I get a kick out of older people saying, oh, it's just what I wanted. I think they're honest. But there's, there's something exciting about that. And then what about the enchantment of the morning after the big snow? <clears throat> you look out the window, and there's nothing to stir. Then you see a uh, rabbit or something going to the snow. It's beautiful. The dead, drab winter suddenly becomes life. It's great. It's beauty. Okay, I'll forget the winter time. Let's move on. When you go to the mountains and enjoy the greenery and hear the bubbling brooks, when you go to the seaside like we were just a week ago down in the ocean and just watch the waves come in, hear the crashing on shore. Just to think God created all of this and how we can enjoy it. I trust you're, you're enjoying the flowers. My wife planted some beautiful flowers. Oh my, they're just so nice. Stop, take time to smell the roses. We're all getting old so fast, right? But slow down and enjoy the what's around us. I had an interesting thing that happened to me just Tuesday on the way to the office. Over there, if you know where Art Winger's farm is, I wish I'd that now. I was coming across that one little 
little teeny bridge. I don't like that. You know, always make sure nobody's coming the other way. You know, one lane bridge. But I come around, started down along there. All of a sudden, something ran across the road I've never seen before in my life. It either was a midwear weasel. I don't know. Stand was long and black. It looked like a double extension uh, squirrel. Like a long limousine squirrel. <laughs> it was black with tiny little legs, and guess what was in its mouth? A mouse. <clears throat> right there in front of me. There it goes. I mean, I'm, wow, did I just see what I thought I saw? Notice the birds and the animals. Oh, God, it helps me out my heart. No matter what our age may be. And there's no room to be bored with life. I pity when I hear people say, I'm bored. Man, what's wrong with that person? There's so much happening around you. Never forget that God is your creator. And he desires for you to know him in a special, personal way. And that close relationship. So let's take heed to Solomon's vice, young people. Remember now thy creator in the days. Know him as your Lord and Savior, and do it while you're young. You're never going to be sorry for giving your life to him. When someday you stand in eternity and you're rejoicing, you're made to Hallelujah. Thank God for his mercy, offering to all of us this wonderful salvation, no matter what our age may be. Now, Unless you misunderstand me, I had led people to Christ that were older. One year, gentlemen, I was in my internship with uh, the pastor who we went to visit, and the pastor said to him, I don't remember his name, now, Sam, he said, you know, we've shared with you many a time. Would you want to come to Jesus? How about tonight? And guess what he said? Yes, I'm ready. I mean, the pastor almost did I hear what I heard, you know? And so we had the joy of praying for that dear brother. He was up in his 80s. One week later, he went and returned. Now that's, that's coming down to the line, you know. Much better to give your heart to the Lord than you. Praise God that he was, he was saved. So our prayers are with you. Our support is behind you. God bless you. And <coughs> Heaven only knows what's happening. Let's stand as Jay's ready, standing, he wants to come and meet us.